For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. We do this every Monday and Thursday night at 6.15 p.m. Central Time right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. And if you miss it, we have you covered in podcast form the next day on Apple and Spotify. But however you're listening, make sure you're liking, subscribing, giving us a good review because we never want you to miss a new episode. My name is Chris Shad. I am a contributor at the Viking Age as well as Zone Coverage and Bring Me the News. And on your right is my co-host, Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age podcast. And Adam, let's get right into it because we have a trade. The Vikings sent a conditional seventh round pick to the Las Vegas Raiders in exchange for Nick Mullins. If he is active for one game, the Vikings send that seventh round pick to Las Vegas. Mullins is 5 and 12 as a starter, 26 in 20 or 26 touchdowns, 22 interceptions over his 4-year career with San Francisco and Cleveland. How are you feeling about Nick Mullins? Well, I feel better about him than than Sean Manning and, and Kellen Mond. I mean, he's at least thrown it took him uh one season to throw a touchdown pass compared to Sean Manning where he threw his last year, which I believe was his 7th season. It's a big uh, occasion for him. Yeah, and uh, he's has he has experience in the the Shanahan offense, which is something that Kevin O'Connell has has worked with. And I'm sure he's implementing some some parts of that in his scheme this year. So he's pretty familiar with probably some of the stuff they're running this year. Um, he's got to me. It seems like he's got a bunch of like Case Keenum vibes. Where like before Case Keenum got to the Vikings, he was I think he was with the Texans and he was with the Rams, and he was he was okay. And he, his record wasn't that great as a starter. And then, you know, he had the right pieces around him and he was successful with the Vikings. Um, and that's kind of just what you want in a backup. And I think that Nick Mullins can provide that. He's kind of been on my radar for quite a while. I kind of actually forgot about him, that he was even on the Raiders until they played uh, them earlier a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then I was look, I was thinking, like, I wonder if they're if the Vikings are like scouting these guys while they're in these games uh, as far as backups go, because there was Stidham and there was Nick Mullins. And then last this weekend, there was what Brock Purdy and uh, Nate Sudfeld. So there's some, some guys Um, and yeah, they traded a seventh round pick, not even in next year's draft, but in the, the year after. So in 2024, Um, but I I don't even know if Rick Spielman would do that because he wouldn't want to give up a seventh round pick in like five years from now. So, but I, I applaud the the Vikings for admitting, you know, that they needed to upgrade this this position uh, because they probably should have done this before training camp, before mini camp, um, and they didn't. They were like, "Oh, we got Kellen Mond, we got Sh- Sean Manning knows the offense; he'll be fine." Then they see him in practice, and they see him in games, and they're like, "They're not fine." Um, but I would still like to see them keep. Kellen Mond, do you think that that's what they're going to do? 
I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is good for Kellen Mond or bad for, I, I don't know who it's good or bad for. I, I think it's bad for both of them because neither are the backup, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. uh, kind of puts one of them on the roster bubble because you're not going to carry four quarterbacks, right? So is it Sean Mannion who Kirk likes, who is great on the whiteboard apparently, and mm-hmm. is not a threat to him? Or is it, uh, Kellen Mond who might be the more high upside play, but he's just not developing. I mean, we right. saw it on Saturday. He was floating passes and making stupid decisions. Yep. Um, to, to use a bad word, yeah, it was it was stupid decisions. It, it was mm-hmm. stuff that a rookie quarterback would make. And like I said last week, Mond is basically in his rookie year because Mike Zimmer stuffed him in a closet and didn't let him get out. <laughs> so yeah. there is that. But it, it just it goes to show you like how far behind Mond is. Yeah. And as a Twins fan, I, I feel like sometimes we have like, a syndrome as Minnesota sports fans, like they're, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to fix this. I mean, they don't want to pressure Kirk. And I mean, Nick Mullins is a guy that's not going to pressure him. I actually looked it up. Once you said, you know, he reminds you of case Keenum, uh, quarterback record. Keenum was nine and 15 in his first four years in the league. Mm. Nick Mullins was five and 12. Uh, Nick Mullins had a higher completion percentage. He had 64.6 Keenum had 58.4. Uh, Mullins had more touchdowns, 26 touchdowns, 24 for Keenum. He had more interceptions, 22 for Mullins, 20 for Keenum. Uh, his yards per attempt, 7.7 compared to Keenum, 6.7. And, and you basically get the gist. I, I, I like this trade yeah, because it gives the Vikings a non-zero chance if Kirk Cousins gets hurt. And for the most part, Kirk Cousins has been healthy throughout his career, and this is this whole saga is probably a mute, moot point, right? I mean, people just put a spotlight on it once he tested positive for COVID again, which he could do again at the end of the season. You want to cover yourself in case that happens, or if he breaks an ankle or something else bad happens to him. You don't want to go out there and be like, well, we got to play for a playoff spot with Sean Mannion. Luke Braun's History of the Minnesota Vikings documentary all throughout like the late seventies showed like random instances where they had to turn to like dentists and punters and everything else Mm -hmm. for a quarterback before they got Fran Tarkington back. That's just been the history of this franchise. So Nick Mullins is not a franchise savior. I am not going to count on him to be case Keenum. If uh, Kirk cousins gets hurt, but if you need him for a couple games, he can get the job done. And the other two weren't going to be capable of doing that. Yeah, he's not a he's not a train wreck, and that's what you he can move the ball. He I I feel like if looking back at some of the offenses he probably worked with in San Francisco, I don't think he had he didn't have Justin Jefferson, he didn't have Adam Thielen or Adele Cook to throw to. So if he's out on the field with those guys, he will will probably play better than he played better in the past. So I like this I like this move. Um, I feel like the previous regime probably wouldn't have done it. They probably would have been stubborn about it and ignored it and been like, we'll just go with Sean again and I don't care. But but not the Vikings have an offensive coach. He knows how important and he's also a former quarterback, so he knows how important it is to have at least a decent backup. Um so this is something that's definitely changed uh for the better in terms of the Vikings uh this year. So I like this move. I like it a lot. Um and it makes me feel Makes me feel better because you mentioned Kirk could get COVID, you know, again later on. The month. He could get it like in a month or a couple weeks. Because what didn't didn't Biden get it like a week or two after he got got it the first time, like a month or two ago? Um, he got it like really quickly, so it, it it has a mind of its own, and he can get it whenever he can get hurt. So this is just just better insurance, um, and I think what. Quasi has a Quasi Dofamens has a history with him. He was there with the 49ers when he was there. He was with the Browns when he was there. So um this is uh someone he's familiar with. So it's it's I'm I'm satisfied with this trade for sure. I kind of wanna whoa. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I sorry, <laughs> I was fiddling with my mic and like uh yeah, I, I using my new laptop for the first time. And, uh, I, I finally turned the mic app on because I, I realized I was really hot. 
So if I made anybody's ears bleed at the beginning of the show or maybe even last week, I apologize. But yeah, I I mean, I kind of want to just kind of finish up on Kellen Mond quick because you kind of mentioned it a little bit and I kind of dodged around because I looked at the Keenum things. But like he we thought he built momentum last week. Right. But I mean, it just wasn't it. He threw an interception on the first drive, 10 and 20, 82 yards, two touchdowns. And you look at the PFF grades, he was third among all passers in the preseason with the highest overall grade. But I mean, the eye test just shows other things. The week before or total right now? Total, total. Yeah. So he's up there. But I mean, preseason champions, that that doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah. He holds on to the ball too long. He's 3.11 seconds to throw his 12th among quarterbacks with at least 20% of the snaps this preseason. And like I said, he he just can't process his progression. So, I I mean, you could point to all the college stats you want. I know there's a Mm -hmm. lot of fans of Kellen Mond who think, well, he just just got a fair shake last year. And I think Mm -hmm. he did get screwed. I think he got ignored by the previous coaching staff. But this wasn't a good prospect to begin with. I, I mean, it, he came across as like a high school quarterback with, you know, a plus arm, you know, he could throw downfield, but I mean, when your your feet are going all over the place, he's, he's just not good. I mean, his deep accuracy was never good enough to be an NFL quarterback. He never flashed during four years of being an NFL or college football starter at Texas A&M, which if you're going to be in the NFL, you should at least have something that makes me say, wow, he, he looks pretty good. Yeah. And Again, we could say this a lot this year, but Mike Zimmer was right. <laughs> Everybody wanted Kellen Mond to start over Sean Mannion in that uh, game at Green Bay, and it would have been an absolute disaster. It was, it was regardless, a <laughs> but I, I mean, it would have been even worse. I mean, yeah. they probably would have been shut out. I think. Yeah, so. he didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play very well against the Niners this weekend. I, I looked closer, and he was pressured on like forty-five percent of his drop back. So it's not like he, he had like an all pro offensive line in front of him. So that's probably contributed a bunch to his decision-making. Um, and then I think the Vikings had like seven drops on, yeah. on Saturday. So his receivers weren't helping him either, but still, yeah, like you gotta, you can't throw that, that fade. That's just a floater to the, like he stared down was it Jalen Naylor. Uh, on the right side of him, he just stared him down as soon as he snapped the ball, just f- tossed a little floater in the air, and the Niners' safety easily caught it. Um, and the first interception was just looked like it was like a miscommunication with BC Johnson. Like Mon threw it short, and BC kind of went more intermediate. Um, and then it was just interception. Um, but yeah, and that, but then Mannion didn't do anything either like he didn't throw picks but he didn't do anything either I, he led them to a touchdown drive um but you know still the vikings clearly weren't happy with with what either of them have done so far this preseason and that's why they went and made a trade for uh, nick Mullins. so yeah i don't I, I don't know i think they should still try and keep kellen mond as the number three because i think this this coaching staff with kevin o'connell will at least be better for him in terms of his development. And if, if they can't get something out of him and they think that he's, you know, worth putting on the street, then, then do it next year. But I think as a number three, why not? Why not keep him around? So here's my question. Let's say we spliced both of them and like put them together. Could Sean Mannion and Kellen Mann make a backup quarterback? Kellen Mannion. Kellen Mannion. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is Sean Mannion accurate? I don't even think he's. I don't accurate. think so. Because he, well, he only throws like five yard passes. So yeah. Um, and Kellen he does have a strong arm, but it's not accurate, and he does kind of have a little mobility in the pocket. I don't even know if the if you put them together, I don't even know if that would really make a difference. I still think it'd just be like we got to find somebody else, just because, and based on just decision making too, because. Kellen Mann is more aggressive than, than Sean Mannion, but his, you know, when he takes chances, his his throws are just not where they should be when he takes those chances. They need to be either only his receiver can get it or, like, out of bounds. It can't be, you can't be floating passes 
30 yards down the field for defenders to come pick up because first team NFL players are going to just take advantage of that all day long. So I don't know. I, I don't know if they'd be any better if you put them together. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. I mean, I to, to me, it's over like that. That's all I'm happy with. It's they're they're both. They can't hurt us anymore. That's, that's basically <laughs> hey, what you know I'm what? thinking. The fact that the biggest like this is the biggest. Uh, probably story the biggest storyline story, story of training camp that it has to do yeah. with backup quarterback. Like, that's good for for the Vikings. Like, that this is the biggest storyline. It's not kicker. It's not who's going to be the number one receiver. It's not going to, it's not who's the left tackle, who's the starting quarterback. You know, it's the backup quarterback. It's the second safety. It's the punter, punt returner. And like, the what yeah that's that's about it i actually maybe. Second, yeah second cornerback it, it's been a boring training camp yeah. but that's good that's that's yeah. what this team needed i it, it's funny you mentioned that because i got my notepad right here just <laughs> jotting down some thoughts but uh like i actually compared this year's and last year's training camp for zone coverage and just kind of said camp koc is like a vacation compared to camp yeah. zimmer yeah. like that was like Camp Crystal Lake, where like Mike Zimmer is waiting in the lake or something to go slash someone. <laughs> um, but I mean, even just like the COVID stuff, yeah. like Kirk gets COVID last year, and Mike Zimmer is like up at the press conference being like, "Yeah, we can roll with Jake Browning. We'll we'll be good. Yeah, screw you, Kirk." And, and like this didn't year, Dakota Kirk, Dozier go to the hospital. Yeah, Dakota Dozier yeah. went to the hospital. Yep. And like this year, it's like Kirk got it, and it was just a footnote. It was like, yep. well, he's he's bothering me right now, but you know, yep. I, yeah, Ke- I, I I noticed from Kevin O'Connell's press conference today that he's really good at like not letting maybe people twist his words around. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, he asked, I think Chris Thomason asked him a question, and and he was like, well, uh, you know, you you said you said these words, so don't, don't, don't write it down that I said this, but I'm just answering your question. Like he answers it like that instead of like just going forth and, and letting, you know, him, him repeat that and be like, Oh, Kevin O'Connell said this about this player. But no, Kevin O'Connell, like, I feel like if he wasn't a coach, he'd be a good politician. Cause he's just, he's these a really good. Be... Oh, go ahead. He's a really good speaker. And like, he just knows how to like, pretty much turn everything positive like lewis they're like lewis seen had like ice on his knee today and he's like ah it's just a little little contusion he's all right they'll be fine he's he's fine he's got ice on it. he'll be all right it's just like if zimmer had said that he'd be like oh he blew out his knee and he's he's always hurt he can't play at all i, I don't even know why we drafted him so damn it yeah. rack yeah and, so. and drafting these injured players much, like much happier. i i remember reading something uh when O'Connell was hired that he, if he wasn't a coach, he'd probably be like a TV broadcaster. And I could totally he was. see that. He was before he did. CBS I think San Diego like, state, right? Well, yeah, he did. Like he did sideline reporting for like a year, I think for CBS. Um, Interesting. And then he was like, nah, this is like <laughs> not for me. Not until, not until he retires. Like if like, he's hey. successful, he could be yeah. up in the booth, yeah. not on the yeah. sideline. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, and then he went to coach, like I think his first legit coaching job, because he was like the copy machine guy or whatever with not the Niners. Um, and then he went to the Browns, and like his first quarterback room had Johnny Manziel in it. And it's like, there you go, man. You go from from you know backup quarterback to Tom Brady to to coaching Johnny Manziel. It's quite the uh, oh, I finished the Manti Teo doc by the way. Eh, it's all right. I knew a lot yeah. of stuff already that was that was in there. I, I was more interested in, and curious about like how Deadspin got all that information, and it was kind of cool to find out how they did it and what they did to to figure it all out. Um, but yeah, it was it was all right. <laughs> so let's go to our next topic here. That is the play of T. Y. McGill. Um, yeah. Technically, he's not eligible for Mister Mankato because. He played 25 games with the Colts, so maybe <laughs> he is an established player, and he's in his eighth year. Mm-hmm. But he's playing out of his mind right now. A sack and a half against the 49ers. He was pro football focuses top-rated interior lineman this preseason. 
yeah. had eight pressures that leads all defensive tackles this preseason. Can he play a key role for the Vikings this season, or is this just like preseason monster Romeo Dobbs blowing up? No, I think so. I think he can he can add to the defense, especially you know if they want to keep guys fresh. This certainly helps um, what they want to do because he's he's not only you know he's got the three three and a half sacks, so people are like, oh, he's a good pass rusher from the inside, but he's done well against the run as well too. He's had a couple good stops when he's been on the field. Um, and I, I just go back to someone maybe like an Ofedio Denebo um, when he when he wasn't a starter and he was more of like a, a fill-in guy, a, a package guy, and he was used really well. And I feel like they could uh, the Vikings could use Ty McGill in a similar way. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good to see that. It's good to see guys like that succeed in the preseason. There aren't there isn't really much to be excited about uh, this preseason with the Vikings because no one's playing. Um, so you kind of have to like be like, oh, T.Y. McGill or like, uh, what's the punter's name? Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Wright. And he was like, he had a good punt. It's like, this is what we're excited about in the preseason because no one's playing. Um, but yeah, T.Y. McGill's been impressive. He's been on, I think this will be, if he makes the Vikings, it'll be his eighth or ninth NFL team. So he's been around. Not as much as uh, Josh Johnson, the, the quarterback who's been on like 22 teams. but. Uh, He's been a, he's been around. He sacked Sam Bradford in 2016. Uh, he was on, on that Colts team. Uh, remember, it was was it around Christmas when it just uh, destroyed the Vikings. Yes, yes. When yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, this is easy. The we'll beat the Colts," and then they came in and just stomped on the Vikings. And then, yeah, I think that was the first year of uh, Cousins. And then they had to win, had to beat the Bears in in Week 17. And that was the whole Thielen and Cousins thing on the sideline. So yeah, T.Y. McGill. He's pretty good. You know, this is kind of what you want from these like random veteran signings, right? Yeah. Uh, Sam Axstrom actually called him the next Tom Johnson. Yeah. I, I, I like that comparison um, because they, they don't really have a lot of guys that can rush the passer from the interior. That's why I like Jalen Twyman so much. I'm like, this yeah. guy could show something. And if T.Y. McGill has found kind of the secret sauce he's been missing, you know, he can mix in He when the Vikings want to go to nickel, he can rush the passer yep. and give them something different. I think there's a lot of things right now where the Vikings don't really have a lot of sub package players and right. they're going to rotate guys like Kevin O'Connell's not going to play guys 700 snaps like Mike Zimmer did. Yep. You're going to see a lot of different faces. So, so to see someone like T.Y. McGill step up and be that kind of player, I mean, nobody from. Rick Spielman's final classes was going to be able to do that. Like Armin Watts is okay, but I mean, he's, he's not great. I mean, even I would like a package with Watson T Y McGill in there on a yeah. pass rushing kind of NASCAR deal. And guys are going to get hurt. Like this is football. Yeah. So Tomlinson and, and Harrison Phillips, they're probably going to, they're probably not going to play the whole season. Same thing with Armin Watts. So T Y McGill is probably going to have to, Maybe maybe start a few games here and there, and then based on what he's shown in the preseason, he can at least be you know usable. He can be put in there, and they can rely on him to make some stops, maybe cause some pressure. Um, so yeah, he's. I think he's. There wasn't much. I don't think there was a whole lot of maybe steam or chatter about him in training camp in general. But he's definitely taken advantage of uh, his preseason snaps for sure. And I mean, he's got a great sack celebration too, doing the. The ty ty with his his hands there so um yeah i i'm happy happy for the guy because he's bounced around the league quite a bit and i think like if he, he can get a, a pretty good opportunity here whether it's starting or not he can get a pretty good shot of getting some decent playing time with the vikings this season for sure uh another player that has stepped up and i, and I think the rest of the episode is just kind of going to be quick hitters because Honestly, there's not a lot of like <laughs> pressing, like you, you said it, there's not a lot of pressing storylines mm -hmm. coming out of this game. I, I watched the condensed version of the game and, and it was just kind of like, okay, that's it. Like, who's yeah, I, did that too. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I was at a fantasy draft over the weekend. I wasn't so. watching three hours of, or I wasn't listening to three hours of Paul Allen. Uh, so I was gonna, I had to, you weren't a fan of Schluter watch, huh? <laughs> I heard about it, <laughs> but no, I, uh, I, did I not. mean, in his defense, as someone who has called games before, 
It's Especially hard. like a pre, yeah. I mean, it's like time on a stairmaster, man. Like especially preseason when you don't know anybody. Yeah. Like yeah, so so you're just looking for something fun. And you're like ah, this guy's from Minnesota, and Let's some guys have the same fun. number because they just don't have enough numbers. Sixty, the punter wore sixty six. Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. makes no sense to me. It's like uh I was like triggered watching it, and, and granted, I was I was out having a good time, but I'm like, why is the punter wearing sixty six? I think all the, all the single digits are taken by like receivers and running backs and cornerbacks. That's why they say uh they can't like retire Randy Moss's number because like yeah. they need it. That's why, yeah. Which is stupid, but they will when they need money. They will <laughs> get the, the limited edition retired Randy Moss jersey. There, there you go. Um, so, so let's start with the quick hitters here. Ty Chandler continues to look great. Uh, missed a little bit of time with an ankle injury, but he looked just fine on Saturday. Five carries, nineteen yards. He had a one-yard touchdown, so that line's a little bit better than it looks. One catch for three yards. Kane Wangwu kind of got the important player treatment because uh, he only had two carries and they got him right out of the game. Which between Wangwu and Chandler will have the biggest impact this season? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, that's tough because Wangwu, he's on kick returns, so he could have a huge yeah. impact, not even on the offense, just on the team in general. Um, I'll go with Wangwu right now just because, you know, it's nice that we've seen Chandler step up and, and play well, but it's also the preseason. we got to take that into account. And uh, the Niners set a bunch of their players this weekend, too, so it's not like he was going against the best of the best out there but he's had he's had some good flashes for sure and there's a reason why this regime drafted him and we're so excited about him in the draft room when they got him um and Wangwu, he hasn't shown he hasn't looked bad or anything this this preseason so i still feel like he'll be a a solid contributor uh i still have questions about alexander madison like i know he played a little bit and he played pretty good on uh saturday but like is he he doesn't seem like he's the type of back that's like the rest. Like he's a little slower. Like all the other guys, like they have really good quickness, really good just speed that they can just go zero to 60 really fast. And he's not that kind of guy. He's more of a power style running back. So I'll be curious to see, you know, what they do with him. But I don't, that's, that's a tough question because, because Chandler could have an impact. Um, I don't think he's going to be on the practice squad. I think he's going to be. On the well, he'll roster. get scooped up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they can afford to do that. Um, but I'll stick with I'll stick with Wangwu. Yeah. All right. 
I mean, as a running back three and four, it's kind of hard to like suggest. Yeah. I I'd still think, I think it's going to be one. I mean, the thing with Chandler too, is he can catch passes, right? Like Dalvin can catch too, but I mean, you could have a couple of different pass catching backs on the field yep. and yep. really screw with the defense. So I, I want to say Chandler, I think he's, if we're looking at like down the road, if the Vikings want to move on from cook after this year, or maybe two years. Yeah. I mean, Ty Chandler is already 24, so he'd be 26, but David Johnson was the same age coming in the league too. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. And they can always I mean, draft somebody not, too. Yeah. And I'm not comparing him to David Johnson. I'm just saying like, right. That, that that's just kind of an outlier, especially with a running back. Um, sure. Let's talk about some injuries here quick. Andrew Booth Jr. Left the game early. Kevin O'Connell seems to think he'll play week one against the Packers. He's really taking the Xavier Rhodes thing seriously, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, it looked The injury looked a lot worse than it turned out to be. It looked like yeah. it was not non-contact, and everyone's like, oh, here we go. It was on turf. And uh, so it looked a lot worse. Luckily, it was just an ankle, and it sounded like he was already deal- it was already hurting him before, and he just kind of aggravated it. Um, but I think this is good news for someone like Chris Boyd who was kind of on the bubble uh, because, you know, I would say going into week one, it's pretty safe to say that Andrew Booth isn't going to be a hundred percent. Not that he was going to be, but he's not going to be probably even 90% now. So for someone like Chris Boyd, they're probably going to keep him around and have six corners because they want to make sure that they go into week one with probably at least five healthy corners. So Chris Boyd probably benefits the most from Booth's injury on Saturday. And, pains me to say that because I don't I don't want Chris Boyd not that I have anything against the guy but I just don't think he's that good and I think the Vikings have use for a roster spot elsewhere other than keeping Chris Boyd on the roster but with his injury they kind of they're kind of back into a corner yeah and I mean Boyd can add some special teams value although like he's kind of <laughs> don't I, ask I him don't to know. run around he's he's a powder keg like that's that's the problem and I he's think that's why it's kind of yeah Oh, and his teammates love him. So, I mean, they're probably excited to see it. He might have been ready to make the roster anyway. But uh, Caleb Evans had that nice stop on fourth down. That looked pretty good. Um, I don't think he sees meaningful time. But, oh, yeah, 10 tackles? Yeah, he led the team. I didn't. I did not. Because he played like the whole game. (laughs) Because after Booth went down, he couldn't. They didn't really have a whole lot. So he had to play the whole game. I loved. Uh, I caught up on Hard Knocks last night, and Dan Campbell was talking about how, like, he was in a preseason game once with the Cowboys, and like every tight end behind him got hurt. So it was like him and Jason Campbell just standing on the sidelines, and the last tight end went down, and Dan Campbell goes, "Well, he's not going in," and he just lays down his like shoes. Him and Jason Witten, or with Witten, yeah, not yeah, Jason yeah, yeah. Campbell. Jason Campbell would have been the quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I pulled that name, but. Did you see that he let his players have their own practice today? They didn't have any coaches. It was a player. It was practice. a captain's practice. It was. He said <laughs> the coaches didn't do anything. They just watched. They let the players run the practice. And I I'm love like, Dan Campbell. I'm like this could that, that this could be either like a really good idea or just a terrible idea. Um, but you got to give the guy credit. He's taking risks and taking things from different. You know, he's trying new things because. With the Lions, you know, what do you got to lose? Everyone already thinks you're a loser anyway. So, like, why not try some new things and actually maybe make a difference? Like, if the Lions wound up winning, and this is kind of just a weird conversation, I I would actually be happy. Like, you know, we got beat out by the Bears or, like, the Packers. Like, I'd be upset. Like, if the Lions, they'd be like, oh, good for them. (laughs) And, I mean, there's a lot of likable guys on that team. So, I mean, especially... I mean, I, I found it, and again, I, I we're only two episodes deep. I found a lot of characters on that team. That oh, are, yeah. I mean, uh, Amon Ra's St. Brown's dad, who's the bodybuilder, like he's oh, really? absolutely hilarious. But um, a lot of, lot of funny stuff on there. I still have to watch episode two. Um, side note, what's with the Bears fans like, just like gloating that Kellen Mond isn't that good? And I'm just like, but I Justin, think it's- Justin Fields isn't that good. <laughs> good yeah and i think is it's it the because chris they were attached thing? at the hip is it the chris sims thing i think so too that might have something to do with it Ooh, i i haven't seen <laughs> i i was off of twitter like from 
Justin Fields all day is, Sunday, so I have no idea. But he's I mean, a starter. Why are you? Why do you guys care about a third string quarterback? Like, I don't. Every every fan base thinks their players are better. We think the same thing yeah. about our players. I don't think Kellen Mond is better than Justin Fields. No, I I don't either. <laughs> I thought it was a stupid pick. I I went off the handle. Like I, I like I said, like Kellen Mond didn't do anything. When you looked at the yeah. PFF stats. Justin Fields' deep throws had a better, higher accuracy on it. So, yeah. I mean, if, just, if Justin Fields were in Minnesota, yeah. I think it would be really interesting to see where the Vikings would be at right now well, and they, like where uh, Justin Fields would be at right now. They made an attempt to <laughs> trade for him. They were just like, hey, want to do this? Nope. Okay, bye. Um, you know, to their defense, too, they were dealing with Matt Rule, so they're like, yeah, that's, this idiot will take this trade, but... <laughs> Maybe they were serious. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at them now. Now they got Sam Darnold and uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah. It's just, it's always funny to me when I see like when, like today when the trade happened with Nick Mullins, they're like, oh, guess uh, Bears fans are like, oh, I guess uh, Kellen Munn isn't as good as we thought he was. And it's like, no one thought he was that good in the first place. So like when Chris Sims came out with that stuff, no Vikings fans were like, oh, yeah. Finally, someone gets it. No, people are like, "What is he watching?" Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's just funny to me because, like, they're like ragging out. I'll see like tweets of like Kellen Mond's throws that are like all over the place, and they'll have like thousands of likes by Bears fans. I'm like, you guys really need to figure out something else to like put your focus on because your team is not going to be good this year. That that we, might be what they're doing. They're just yeah. trying to divert themselves. <laughs> just. Yeah, because, but but at the same time, they don't want their team to be good this year. The, the, the whole point of this year for the Bears is to be bad so they can get a high pick. But but then they're going to have a high pick in a draft where they're just a bunch of quarterbacks. So it's just it's really interesting to me. But yeah, that was my my side note. Just Bears fans being like, yeah, Kellen Warren sucks. And it's like. We agree. So <laughs> like, there's no argument over here. Um, Kevin O'Connell also said that Irv Smith Jr. is on track to return in week yeah. one. Uh, that's good because Zach Davidson had a brutal game, including a drop in the Stone fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, he can run really fast. He just can't catch. That sounds awfully familiar, like a uh, certain Vikings uh, draft bus. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> if Irv's not ready to go, do you think the Vikings are just going to run three receiver sets all day long? Of course. And I think they're going to do that probably in the beginning of the season anyways to kind of just still ease Irv Smith back in there because – they're going to want him to play, but they're also going to probably want him out there at first more for the illusion of complexity that they keep talking about. Just to, yeah, <laughs> you got to do that every time you say it. Illusion um, of complexity, yeah. prestige worldwide, wide, wide, wide. <laughs> just, just to have that, you know, just to make the defense think even more like, you know, Irv Smith, is he still hurt? Is he not? Like, how can he catch? Can he not do it? So I would expect. Just even in the whole season, I think KJ Osborne is going to have a really good season. I think I've seen some people say that he might hit a thousand yards. That might be a little too high, uh, but you know, feeling could get hurt and he could just slide in a number two role, so that could happen too. But yeah, I, I think they're going to probably ease Irv in a little slower to start the season, and then uh, maybe get him, him involved a little bit more after that. So it's good though. So here's my question with the whole Irv Smith thing. And it sounds like he's just going to be able to play, which is fine. Yeah. Um, another option that they have is CJ ham who has not played in the first two games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw your tweets on Twitter. It was one of the few I saw <laughs> over the weekend where you're like, Hmm, CJ ham's not playing. Huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I want you to explain yourself. Do you think CJ ham is in trouble and why I got to stop going after Minnesota guys? Cause because the entire state go come after you again. Um, they could have, but just like everyone, every time I talk about someone like a Thielen or a CJ Ham, everyone's like, "No, no, no, you can't cut him." I'm like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, him him sitting on Saturday, I feel like is a pretty big indication that he's gonna make the team. Um, because I don't I don't know what they're. I don't know. They just cut their fullback too. They cut the other fullback, um, mm-hmm. so they had no fullbacks on on Saturday. So either they're they're sitting C- CJ Ham to keep him healthy, or they're keeping him healthy to make sure he's healthy for another team, which I don't think they're going to do because I think 
He was he a captain in the first preseason game? I think he was. Um, and he's beloved by the locker room and everything. So I think he's he's going to be on the team. I just had some doubts because this this offense that they're installing doesn't really utilize a fullback. So that's why I had those doubts. I think the Irv Smith injury probably helps him more because what? Well, no, I I I was going to counter that because it's the, the it's the Sean McVay tree, right? You know who's it got is. this? It runs that same kind of thing. Shanahan. <laughs> you know who Shanahan has? Kyle Juszczyk. Nine years, 179 carries, about 20 per season. Okay. He also has 307 targets, 15 and a third per season. He can block. He can catch. He can do some of the things in the running game, and he's a good player. And like people are like, well, the Rams didn't use it. Sean McVay's offense, they're, they're not going to do anything. Kevin O'Connell's not going to hit copy-paste on Sean McVay's offense. Well, apparently, yeah. Just be, it's all over Twitter. Yeah, that, that's what I, I mean. Honestly, <laughs> everybody's like, well, this is Sean McVay. You know what Kevin O'Connell's going to do now that training camp's closed? He's going to, I mean, he'll probably he'll probably be really Triple nice. Option, like, yeah. hey, guys, thanks. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you a little bit later. He's going to shut the door. He's going to turn around and go, okay, now the fun part. Yeah. He's going to install some crazy oh, yeah. stuff here yeah. in the next couple of weeks. And I think part of it is how to utilize CJ Ham. Because, yeah. like, he's not Mike Allstott. Like, he, he's no. got some – I mean, I give him crap all the time, but it's only because Kirk checks down to him right. in a panic. It's not his fault. I mean, he's no. a good player. I, I like CJ Ham, But yeah. um, how they're going to use him, I think, is really interesting coming into this season. Yeah, and I've never been like, oh, we need to get rid of CJ Ham. He's the worst. Like, he's terrible. I never thought that. I just thought, like, just because of the scheme – that Kevin O'Connell was coming from that they weren't going to have much use for him. And it seemed like that was the case in the first preseason game. And, and it sounded like in training camp that he wasn't getting a lot of run in the offense. So, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe these next couple of weeks where we we're not able to see much as when he's going to start, they're going to start implementing more, you know, finding out some, some different ways to get him involved because yeah, and he can, he can be good. He can be useful on like special teams and stuff just to, Having veteran guys like that on special teams is is huge because special teams is usually a bunch of like rookies and second year guys are just running around like they're like they're chickens with their heads cut off. So um, someone like CJ Ham on special teams could be very useful. Um, but yeah, with him sitting on Saturday, I'm I'm pretty confident that he's gonna uh, be on the team come uh, final cuts, which are coming up. They got they cut two people today. They cut. Yeah. Albert Wilson, even after he caught two touchdowns this preseason, they still from Kellen Mond. You yeah. got Kellen Mond's favorite target. Yeah, yeah. Now how's he Jeez. supposed to succeed? Yeah. So Zimmer yeah. all over again. <laughs> Just gonna lock him in a closet now yeah. and not talk to him again. All right. Let's wrap this up with one question for you. Some people are complaining about the preseason, how it's boring and everything else. People were mm-hmm. throwing paper airplanes and stuff. I I get it, I get it. But if you can fix the preseason and you can't say less games, how would you do it? Uh, I think it should probably be just like first and second year players are probably the only ones allowed to play. And then maybe guys that are on maybe like non like under a certain amount of guaranteed money. So like like a T.Y. McGill could play because he's just his contract is probably not uh super expensive so like guys like that because they're not going to get rid of the preseason because owners want that extra money mm. it's ridiculous that they charge like the same price for tickets for preseason as regular season which is something they should fix because that's robbery um but yeah i i don't think it's gonna be fixed because more coaches are becoming like kevin o'connell more coaches are becoming like sean McVay, where it's like why am i gonna put you know, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson out there for to get to get some some reps. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully they can be better. These guys are veterans. Justin Jefferson can go out there with a blindfold on and destroy everybody. He doesn't need to get a couple reps in the preseason. To, to That's win. how you make preseason more fun. You just <laughs> blind, blindfold the superstars. Yeah, you know what? You know, play with play with yeah, you know, play with no helmets. Oh, there you go. See how that goes. <laughs> uh, flag football. Um, that way there's no tackling, but then, but guys can still get hurt that way too. Like ACLs and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this is, 
like I I heard that too. Like I saw comments on on the Viking Age and on the Vikings like Facebook page where fans were like, Kevin O'Connell hates the fan base. He doesn't like he's already ruined his reputation because he doesn't want to start these players. I'm like, he wants the team to be good in the regular season. So you should be happy that he's not playing these guys. Um, but it's going to become the norm. It's not going to be what, what is Andy Reid? Andy Reid trots out Patrick Mahomes every preseason. And I'm like, you are taking a huge yeah. risk. Buddy. He goes down. Some dude from Sam Houston state's going to be Your trying to make is. a name for himself. And well, yeah, Randy Moss's kid, like, uh, the other night on, uh, Kevin Thibodeau. Yeah. Oh, is he, that who had the hit? Yeah. He's the one who did oh, it. Oh, wow. Um, and it's not, it wasn't a dirty hit. Because the like, like guys like John Randall and Keith Millard were on Twitter. Like, just you got to defend yourself. You got to position yourself better. Like they were on, they were not on Thibodeau's side because he just kind of he he kind of like braced for it. Like he saw it was coming instead of like getting out of the way or like getting in a better position. He didn't get an ACL. I think it was MCL injury anyway, so he got lucky. But still, like you're gonna have guys. Guys are fighting for their jobs. You do mm-hmm. not want to put Patrick Mahomes out there to go against like a third string defensive lineman who doesn't care if he gets a 15, you know, 15 yard flag for roughing the passer and he breaks your leg off. Like that is not, he doesn't care. So like, I just think what the Vikings are doing is, is going to be become the norm. Maybe the, maybe the Vikings can figure it out. Like they give lower ticket prices, maybe, you know, a deal or something with the preseason. If you buy like, if you buy season tickets, you can get the preseason for a lower price or something. But yeah, it's it's not going to get any better if anyone's hoping that, that because they want the team to be good in the regular season when the games matter. It's a crazy, crazy concept. My idea is not rooted in reality, but <laughs> it's one that they should do. Steel cage. They should steal WrestleMania. Yes. No, it has nothing to do with pro wrestling. I, I've been watching, like I mentioned, I've been watching the Luke Bronze documentary, uh, yep. the history of the Minnesota Vikings. It's been tremendous so far. Yep. Uh, they are just getting to the Denny Green era, which I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Like, like th- that's the cool part with documentaries like this. Once you, it's kind of like Last Dance. That's why I was so yeah. jacked about that it's like, like i remember that. i lived that yeah i yeah. lived those things and like you can relate yeah. to it and and it's cool looking back at all the old thing old uh vikings team and realizing i mean obviously i knew the vikings were good in the 70s but they were like oh my god good like how right. did you not win a super bowl yeah. good yeah. like they were allowing less than 10 points a game yeah. like it's yeah. like what <laughs> but i i'm i'm Preaching to the choir here. Yeah. My idea, my biggest takeaway, and this is why Luke did this pro- project, is because he feels like kind of the NFL isn't as personal as it was back in the day. Huh. Like even yeah, baseball no. has like a personal element to it. You yeah. go to spring training, you can get autographs and everything yeah. else. NFL now it's like, like Mankato. Think about Mankato. Like you go down to Mankato. There's the fence. You can get autographs there. You can meet players. Some of them like. Don't you have to buy a do. ticket at training camp now to get autographs? Like you have yeah. to buy a ticket. You have to yep. buy to wait in line. Yes. Instead of just getting a free autograph. And and there's no guarantee you get it. Like, like that's, that's just kind of how it is. If there's like, one league that's hurting for money, it's the <laughs> NFL. But, but here's my thing. So I went to school at University of Wisconsin, River Falls. And when I was there, the Kansas City Chiefs practiced there. Mm. So, I mean, a whole bunch of Chiefs fans would come in. And one of the things they would do is they would scrimmage against the Vikings. Way back in the day, Mm. they used to have the beer league. So, like, you'd have the Saints. You'd have the Packers. You'd have uh, a bunch of other teams. I think the Bears practiced in Wisconsin. It was all in one area. And, like, you would just go down and have scrimmages that way. I would love it. If they and I know they had the joint practice with the Niners, which is cool. Right, I mean, right. next year I'm probably gonna try and make my way to the joint practice because I think yeah. those are the ones that are the most fun to watch and yeah. the most interesting. But um, I think a whole bunch of those practices, just going to college campuses, filling it up, and it, everything else would be a lot more fun. It would make things more interesting. Um, you'd have a protected environment for your starters. I mean, it, there's no guarantee that they wouldn't get hurt, but I mean. You know, quarterbacks put the red jersey on them. 
Like you can't, you can't hit him. Like do not touch the quarterback or else we're going to have problems type of thing. Like that would be the way to do it. And I think that would be the way to get in, but there's so much money involved. There's a preseason game. They're like NFL network wants preseason games. Like you, you see the commercial and it's like all the stars It's like, none of, none of those guys are playing. Like, are you <laughs> kidding me? I, I have not watched a preseason game outside of the Vikings this, this summer. For once I would like them to be like, Tune in for Sean Mannion throwing to Amir Smith-Marset. <laughs> Seventh round pick from UW River Falls yeah. makes his professional debut. That's the other thing I hate. It's like, hey, they made his debut. No, he didn't. It's in a month. Like <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson plays on the first drive and yeah, he gets pulled. Yeah. Like that was another hard knocks thing. He's like family's watching him in a press box and they're like, yeah. oh, well, that's it. Yeah. Preseason, man. <laughs> Oh, only one more week to go, and then we can uh, turn our attention. I think it, I think it will probably go to two though. When they're gonna when they go to eighteen games, which is probably gonna happen. I think twenty thirty or something. Mm-hmm. I think they'll go down to two preseason games because they'll get they'll still have the same amount of games, so owners are still gonna make the same amount of money. But yeah, that's not gonna happen for a while, and we're just gonna have more of this. I think we're gonna have more joint practices because, like you said, you can control. You have more control over that. Your quarterbacks have a way less chance of, of getting hurt, and they get good reps against like first team defenses and stuff. Um, and I don't think a lot of players, like a lot, of, not a lot of Vikings, got hurt uh, in the joint practices. It's not like the 49ers no. weren't physical either. They're they're known for being a physical team, so um, it's just a better. And even Kevin O'Connell is like, this is just we just get way more out of these joint practices than we do in a preseason game, where mm-hmm. you know guys take five reps on the field and one of those reps they could get hurt so it's just uh i don't know it's like the pro bowl like what are you gonna do with the pro bowl yeah I don't know. <laughs> they're they're bigger fish to fry but yeah anyway well that's all the time we have for tonight this has been or uh i i put the welcome at the bottom <laughs> of my outline that was hey you know who cares about the preseason though the Ravens care about the preseason. Okay. They're, They're going to like, hang a freaking banner. They won like just... 20, what, 22 now in a row? It's like the Undertaker <laughs> streak. Not quite. Who's going to do it? Who's going? What, what was the Undertaker streak before Brock Lesnar broke it? 20. Viking legend Brock Lesnar. 23? 23, you know? I think so. For uh, Brock. Brock ended it. Viking legend. Uh, anyway, that is all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast today. We do this every Monday and Thursday night at 6.15 p.m. Central Time right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. And if you miss it, we got you covered in podcast form the next day on Apple and Spotify. But however you listen, make sure you're liking, subscribing, giving us a good review because we never want you to miss a new episode. My name is Chris Shedd. For Adam Patrick, we'll see you on Thursday night. Thanks for listening. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.